0: boom there it is ladies and gentlemen i got a good feeling about today's show why because some of you are wondering how you can work from home and get some of these side hustles going and today's guest is going to help us with that so let's get this show on the road here we go Shut up and sit down. is your business in need of customers then you found the right show Hernan Sias is the business bro, and he makes getting customers fun and easy. Watch, listen, and learn as each episode is designed to sell. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. All right, ladies and gents. There you go, baby. There you go. We've got a show today. Let's do this. See, the number of gig workers in the workforce continues to surge with many upsides, including picking and choosing your clients and projects, as well as your hours and your fees. It's no wonder as much as 40% of the U.S. workforce is involved in gig work. And now with the digital world, uh, what the digital world has done is made it possible to not only find, but also Fulfill gig work, providing a gateway to a wealth of contract work once you know how to tap into it. Today's guest can address the upsides and the downsides of gig work. You know, I like side hustles, especially the ones that you can do from home. So let's welcome to the show multi-best selling author, a sought-after speaker, seminar presenter, a popular media source, having made over 901 appearances in broadcast, print, and online outlets. And now, on the Business Bros Podcast, let's welcome to the show, Vicki Oliver! Ooh, all right, Vicky, I don't know how, I mean, 900 different media outlets, what do you think of our show so far?
1: I'm loving it. I love the energy.
0: That's what I'm talking about.
1: It's fantastic. Here in New York, it is 7.02 p.m. And I feel like it's 7.02 in the morning. It's fantastic.
0: Yes, that's what I'm all about. I'm trying to bring as much energy as I can, get you pumped up. Let's talk about uh, what we got going on. So, Vicki, before we get started with all that, um, my very first question to everybody has to do with that great question of why? Why are you doing this?
1: Why are you doing this?
0: Because I want to know.
1: I started in the advertising business and I was always looking for a job in the advertising business. I mean, I got jobs, but I was always, always looking for a job. And at one point I said to myself, you know, I'm learning so much about job hunting. I think maybe I should be writing about it or something, you know, and Mm -hmm. that's how I started doing it
0: that's that's the start but why advertising i know for me personally i mean i'll I'll tell you this um i got a sour taste in my mouth when it came to advertising very early on in my entrepreneurial space because i didn't understand how it worked because i got locked into year-long commitments because i didn't understand the return on investment based on how much i was putting out i didn't understand it so for me advertising was something i didn't want to do until way later in my entrepreneurial journey where i was like okay well the, the missing piece in my business is the advertising. So why? Why did you want to go that route?
1: All right. So first of all, I have three parents and they were all in the advertising business. Okay. So I grew up with it at the dinner table, literally. Like my mother married two of her bosses. That couldn't happen today. Okay. That'd be bad. Okay. Don't do that. Uh, but she married two of her bosses. And so between, and I'm an only child. So between my three parents, I mean, I heard so much about it growing up that I just was sort of wanted to do it. You know, I felt like I understood it. Even before I got into it, I felt like I just got it, you know, Mm -hmm. and I thought it was fun. I thought it was an outlet for my creativity. And I just really loved like both the creative side and the marketing side. My parents were three account people. Uh, I was on the creative end. But that's what I did. That's what I did. And, you know, and I liked it. I really enjoyed it. And then I decided, you know what? I think my talents are better utilized writing about job hunting. I just because I had done it so often and so well, frankly, I just wanted to write about it.
0: Now, in today's world, it's literally been flipped upside down in the last like two years. We went from, you know, getting up going on that drive to work nine to five, getting in that car, driving back home. But with the internet, with yep. the pandemic, with all those things coming into play, all of a sudden working from home and creating gig work and hiring across the globe got so much easier. Um, tell me a little bit about job hunting, especially now when we can get gigs. Exactly. So, I mean, for you know, probably centuries, right? People wanted to
1: work from home, right? And for a very long time, bosses said, no, you can't do it. Or maybe you can do it on Friday afternoons, you know? And it was considered a perk to just do it on Friday afternoons. And then along comes the pandemic. It sweeps in to all of our lives and we can't go to the office, right? And it was like the grand experiment it was like working from home. Would it work or would it fail? And it turns out it worked pretty well. I mean, product- productivity actually went up during the pandemic, You know, so that makes bosses happy and people didn't have to commute and that makes them happy. And, you know, give or take like kids running in and out behind you and, you know, dogs (laughs) jumping on your lap and all that. Given all that, I think it worked pretty well. And now, now that we are going to go, unfortunately, into the fourth wave of the pandemic, there's going to probably be more of a hybrid model at most companies.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. There and it, it really comes down to, for example, like we do we do podcast training, we do uh, different types of content creation. And I utilize a lot of different types of gig work, uh, depending on what our client needs. And it's so easy for me to go out and just go to Upwork or go to Fiverr or, you know, find somebody who specializes in this type of thing and literally see a portfolio of what they've already done. I'm not even looking for a resume or a bachelor's degree. Show me what you got going on. Show me what you've done. And then let's see if we can do something together. I mean, that's that's a new way of looking at it. So if you can explain to me as simply as, uh, so that a third grader would understand it. What do you do? What do you do? What do you do when you're looking for gig work? You mean? What what do you do exactly?
1: What do I do? Okay, I'm a writer. I have written six career books. And I also consult with people who are job hunters. And I help people prepare themselves for the job hunt. That's what I do.
0: So tell me about that preparation process when I'm getting ready to prepare. Are you talking about things like, uh, writing up my resume? Are you talking about preparing for interviews? Are you talking about style and dress? Like what is the preparation?
1: Yeah. All of the above. And especially if somebody has a problem, like a particular problem, like, let's say they're terrible at eye contact, you know, or a person always gets the interview, but never gets the job. Like what's going on there, you know? I'm gonna help that person unravel that hopefully and help them become more confident in their searches.
0: It reminds me of kind of, uh, what were they called? Um, those companies that, that basically you come in, they're like day jobs, right? Where you're, temp jobs. There you go, like temp agencies. You're, they're almost like you're training them to come in for a job, but what you're doing is not really on the temporary basis. You're training them to get full-time employment, I'm assuming.
1: Yeah, both. I mean, both. They're just, sometimes there are problems, you know? I mean, first of all, like right now, we're talking screen to screen, right? And I'm looking at you, but maybe it's not coming across that I am. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Sometimes that can be an issue with somebody or maybe, you know, they're perfect in, in person in an interview, but they just can't hack it on a screen. These types of issues, like entrenched issues. I don't want to say psychological because I don't really do psychology, I just want to get somebody to get the job, like to be confident and to pull it off and to get it. And later, if they don't want it, that's fine with me. You know what I mean? But I'm going to help them get it.
0: Is there a difference in preparing for somebody who's going to get a salary paid position or you know an hourly paid position versus preparing yourself to get some gig work going on, to, to go on Fiverr, to go on Upwork and prepare to present your portfolio, for example?
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the difference to me is the risk factor, right? When you go for a gig work, there's, there, there's no risk to the employer at all. They can just take you on, take you as freelance, right? It's not going to cost them a tremendous amount of money if it doesn't work out, right? It's mm-hmm. completely different, the level of commitment. And therefore, I think it's easier to get gig work. And I think that for certain personalities, it's better, You know, it's better because it builds your skills and you can just amass your portfolio and you can develop skills in all different areas. Right. And use that to get like more gig work and better gig work. And I just think it's great. I think it's fantastic that there is this option. And from the employer standpoint, there are also options because I live in New York. But let's say, you know, there's a lot of talent in some of the cities, et cetera, et cetera. But an employer can pick and choose from all over the world who they wanna hire for that particular project. So I think it really benefits both parties and I think it's better and I think it's lower pressure.
0: All right, well, let's talk a little bit about what's been changing. So for example, we've gone through what is being called the great resignation. People are leaving in droves some of these office jobs to find some of this other type of work. Um, So with that in mind, Who is your ideal client? Who's the person that you're looking for, that you're looking to work with, um, who's a a good fit for you? I am looking for qualities beyond the physical. That's right.
1: (laughs) That's so funny. I love your, I love the stuff that you're doing. Whoever is helping you with it, like keep them on. I really like it. It's very funny. Oh, it's
0: it's solo, <laughs> Vicky. It's solo. This is how we train our if you oh, want to yeah. start a podcast that's and that's you awesome. wanna know how to professionally produce one where you could do it by yourself. I love it. Let me share tra- let me train you.
1: It's fantastic. I love it. Um, I'm you know, I don't look at it so much as looking for people. I look at it as like people are finding finding me and that's great. And I'm gonna work with them. And my attitude is like it's like a boot camp and it's temporary. Like, I don't want to be like 12 hours a day, you know, psychoanalyzing people. I want to help them with their materials. I want to help them with their confidence level. I want to help them answer some questions, buff up their CVs and their resumes and get them out there. That's what I want to do. So it's short term also.
0: Okay. So then how are you, how, how are they finding you? I mean. You know, every entrepreneur would love a one hundred percent referral based business where they never have to do any marketing and advertising, um, and that would be ideal. But it's not always the case, right? I mean, those are you can't control a referral uh, for the most part, right? You can't depend on that for a job. So, how are you getting the customers to come in the door? How are you getting? How are you finding your clients?
1: Um, basically, I write a lot of books. I write a lot of articles. And I'm on, you know, a lot of podcasts, and that's how I think that people find me. Um, you know, I think that that it's like a, I do it. Um, you know, obviously it's nice to make money, but I also do it. Uh, it's something I really enjoy, and I think that that probably shows too
0: let's let's talk a little bit about the the getting out there part right because i know there's a lot of people who are afraid to get behind the camera who are very nervous if they have to step behind a microphone who would rather be in the coffin than giving the eulogy essentially right um did you ever deal with any of those types of nerves do you still have those types of nerves and uh what do you do to get yourself across so that the job that you're looking for, the gig work that you're looking for, sees a confident person, not a nervous wreck. Right, so,
1: I mean, I'll just tell you
0: that when life went to Zoom,
1: as it did in the last two years, I, I was like, oh my God, I can't even deal with this myself, you know? <laughs> it's so hard to like look at yourself while you're talking to somebody else, you know, and make sure everything's like cool and copacetic and deal with the lighting, you know, all that stuff, right? And I just had to really deal with it. Like it's much harder to multitask than it is to single task. And mm. before, when interviews were in person, it was single tasking. You only had to concentrate on the other person. But now you also have to kind of look at yourself, and it's, it's it can be very jarring. But practice makes perfect. You know, you can fiddle around with the lighting, which is something you can't do in person. Right? <laughs> you know, that's true. You can sit, you can have water, you can have notes, like you can have notes lying around, you know, you can look at your notes sometimes. So there's some advantages when you're not in person, right? You have to only worry about the way you look up here, you know, basically from your torso up. So there are certain advantages, but there's certain disadvantages as well. It's harder to connect sometimes mm. with the other person. You know, it's a different medium, let's face it.
0: Yeah, it totally is. It totally is. And I I mean, I literally live that every day, right? We used to do our show live in person. So, you know, you could give a hug, shake hands, whatever it was. And it was a really cool way to interview and to meet people. And then that pandemic happened and we had to move to like Zoom. And I found this platform StreamYard. And I was like, this is amazing. It allowed me to take my visual presentation, my video stream it to multiple platforms, but also make it look really cool, right? Because I feel like now when I'm talking to other podcasters, they're so impressed. You know, other people who've been on a lot of podcasts are so impressed, they just keep looking at us like, we're not worthy, we're not worthy exactly like that right and 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 really anybody can do it you just like you said it's a little bit of practice makes perfect i don't think there's ever really a perfect but there's a strive for perfection there's always room for improvement when your clients are sitting with you when they're talking to you about you know maybe getting started and i'm nervous and i don't know what to say you know what are some of those little strategies and tactics that you can help them you know move past that fear
1: right I mean, the first thing is, not to, you know, beat a dead horse, but the first thing really is practicing. Like, in my book, I talk about writing out the questions that you think you're going to be asked, and then answering them for yourself, and then practicing them, right? And now we will add a layer on that and say, go on Zoom and practice with yourself if you have to, you know, practice on Zoom with a friend if you want you know, and fiddle with the lighting and everything so that it feels like it's very natural. And you just have to keep doing it and doing it and doing it. But there's a certain point where you also have to say, you know what, I've practiced, I've learned my, I know what I'm going to be asking. I know what they're going to ask me, you know, and now I need my 15 hours of sleep so that I'm refreshed, right? Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't want to be so canned that it comes off like, oh, you, you know, you're not an automaton. Right. You're a person. You want to be able to just talk to the person. And really, honestly, I mean, any meeting, any interview, whether it's in person or online, it's just a conversation with somebody. That's right. You know, so sometimes, you know, let's say the person that you're interviewing. Let's say somebody's interviewing you and they are an extrovert. Right. Maybe they want to ask you all the questions. Well, that's fine. OK. And maybe they're an introvert. Maybe you have to pull it out of them, even though they're interviewing you, you know? These are the things you have to be able to calibrate. And when you're on a screen, I would say it's sort of the same in that somebody's going to have a first impression of you and they're gonna make the impression in less than a minute. And after that, you are either bolstering that first impression or you're unraveling it, right? Mm. It's, It's like they make the first impression instantly. And if it's for gig work, they may take you on, right? Even if you are not a perfect fit with their company culture, because it doesn't really matter. Like you're doing a project for them, right? Yeah. And if you can demonstrate that you have the skills, you will get the project, right? So it's your personality is not as significant in gig work. It really isn't. Nevertheless, I would say you want to you know, get lots of gigs, And you want to be able to connect with people and make them you know refer you later for something else something even better than their thing so it's just a matter of you know doing it doing it doing it practicing it and then saying you know what i'm very very knowledgeable about this and now i'm just going to relax and show the other person that and then you know there are tricks later too like when you meet somebody Let's say they ask you something and you did not score very well on what they ask you. Let's say you, you messed it up, right? You gave them the wrong answer. Well, you can deal with that later when you follow up with them. You can thank them. You can bring it up in your follow-up email to them. You can say, you know, I'd like to talk to you a little bit more about this. You asked me this. I felt like my answer, I want to enhance it now. Let me tell you a little bit more about it you know, and just continue the conversation with them. It's just all about being in conversations with somebody and just sort of accepting that and being into it.
0: Yeah. A com- and a conversation is a learned trait. Like you can learn to be a better conversationalist. There's certain scripts that I've, I've seen like Ford scripts, for example, family, occupation, recreation, dreams, and gives you an idea of what to ask different types of questions to ask. And you're right, holding a conversation is uh, one of those good skills, especially when you're doing it over Zoom, to make sure you maintain that engagement that is really difficult to do over the Internet. Um, I, I recently saw, I was having a conversation with somebody at, at, uh, at school today, and they were talking about how Walmart has announced that they're going to pay their own truckers really well, and they're trying to encourage new truckers to come on board. Uh, and it kind of got me thinking because Google has a lot of free training that's available. You can get the certification and they even do job placement, starting in $60,000, $80,000 plus benefits. I mean, there's all kinds of opportunities out there. And the question came up, What? A, what? A, where is the space for education here? So is college, is a four-year four, degree, the four year degree necessary today? Um, is it part of what should be on my resume? Is it part of what should be in my portfolio is it even relevant
1: yeah so i mean i went to college i'm a big believer in continuous learning so yes. that's that's my bias you know and i believe you have to keep learning i don't think it's so much whether you go to college or not a four year program or grad school afterwards or something like that that's not the issue i think it's the ability to be a sponge mm-hmm. and keep learning and i think that we have to keep learning in this environment Because otherwise, technology leaps ahead of us, right? We have to stay on top of the technology that we need in our own field. And to be able to do that, I would just say, you know, you have to keep an open mind. I mean, LinkedIn has tons and tons of classes that you can take for free, you know, that you can learn. As long as you keep learning, I think that's the significant thing.
0: I couldn't agree with you more. You never ever stop. I think it's actually one of your favorite things to do as an as a human being is to learn, and that's where our attention tends to go. We all have different things that we love to do, but really when we're in that space, when we're obsessive, you love fishing, for example, you're gonna learn everything you possibly can about fishing, you like painting murals, you're gonna learn everything you can about the different brushes. I mean, podcasting you're gonna learn everything. It's its art, I think it's embedded in us. It's how we are, our brain wants to learn certain things. And Vicky, you and I grew up in a different time. I remember growing up, if I didn't have the answer to something tough, you just didn't know it. You had to go do some research, go to a library or something, figure it out. Hopefully you had encyclopedias at home or something. But today, the opportunity to learn is endless. There is no reason why you should be able to say, I don't know. It's It should say, I don't know yet, right? I mean, there's still things that you can learn. Um, and you mentioned some of those resources that people can go to. Um, what about you as a resource? What are some of the things that uh, that you got? and when people come to work with you, what's that process like to gain those resources? So much, yeah, your sales process. What's that like?
1: I mean, I just look at it as, again, my thing is issue driven. It's like, what are the issues that's holding somebody back in their own career? And then if the issue is learning, then I might even hop on the computer with them and try to like do it with them. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Th- these are the types of things that I try to deal with. Um, but in general, nobody can afford to stop learning. Because if you just, you know, you know how to do one thing, you know. Uh, And let's say, you know, how to deal on Slack, you, you know, you understand Slack, right? But then you're working someplace and they, you have to get on WhatsApp, you know, what's the difference between those two things, right? I -hmm. mean, Facebook, okay, fine. Then you have to be on Instagram. I mean, you just have to be able to sort of keep up with the changing technology and just keep learning and learning and learning. And if you don't know it, that's okay, but show a willingness to learn it. You know don't be dependent on other people to do your own stuff
0: oh absolutely plus i heard tuition is free at the university of youtube i'm just saying like the university of youtube university of google there's some a bunch of free resources that you can always find there vicky do you have any uh promos or things that you got going on in your business right now me i'm giving away free money
1: I'm not giving away free money.
0: <laughs> good, good, good. But knowledge
1: oh, yeah, can good. earn you a lot of money. No, I, I get, you know, I do give a lot of talks and everything. I don't have anything that I'm promoting right at the moment. Um, you know, I've written six books and my website is vickyoliver.com And there's articles there and lots and lots and lots of information that people can learn
0: about. Sweet. Yeah, no. I mean, you know, it's funny you said you're not giving away free money, but that's not necessarily true. You're giving people the opportunity to get their nine to five if that's what they're looking for, to get some side work if that's what they want, to gig work, or maybe work from home, full-time employment. Like, you're literally giving everybody an opportunity to have a cash flow stream. So I would argue that you're kind of giving away free money. What do you think? You know, it's funny. Um, with my first book,
1: 301 Smart Answers to Tough Interview Questions, I I did 301, right? But it was really more like 330 that were in the book. And then I said to myself, you know what? I've I've done like 330, but that doesn't mean that I've answered your question. Hmm. So I actually gave people a free question. And they could go to the book and they could get my email, my real email address, and they could ask me a question any question anytime one free question i give them obviously one answer and i got so many people writing to me with that offer so i guess that's the thing that i do i give somebody one free question because let's say they're going for a job at a hotel tomorrow you know they can write to me and they can ask me what to say you know or or whatever they can ask me anything and i will try to help that person and that's what i do
0: That's my promotion. Mm, I like that. Um, Every day that we get to help somebody along the way of their life, I I think that brings some tremendous joy. It's one of the reasons why I, I still love to teach because that moment when the light bulb goes off, they're like, oh, and then they do some work to get to that next level. I think is what I that's one of the greatest joys in my life like yes I was able to make a difference and you get to do that every single day with people and it's in it's on a completely different level because when when they do it with you they come out being able to feed their families they come out being able to go on vacations they come out being able to have some more time and freedom and the stress level goes down I mean that's that's an amazing thing you're doing
1: it's just really fun. I mean, I really enjoy it. It just feels like I'm helping in person one on one, you know, in some a quest that they really, really want to do. And a lot of times, it's an urgent matter for the person. It's some job that's coming up, you know, um, or or maybe they didn't get it. You know, that's the other thing. Maybe somebody didn't get something. And they don't. They don't understand why. What can you know? How do I follow up with these people? Should I follow up? Do I ask them what I did wrong? Like all those types of questions, you know?
0: Oh, absolutely. Vicky, before we head out today, I want to make sure people are aware how to get a hold of you. What's the best way to get a hold of you?
1: Shout out to my little friend. <laughs> I love the stuff that you're doing here. It's great. Um, I would just say to write to me at Vicky at VickyOliver.com. Obviously you can see Vicky's with a Y. And just write to me.
0: Perfect, perfect. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Reach out, ladies and gents. You get a free question. Ah, quick. Uh, okay, Vicky. Um, if somebody hits you up and they're like, "Vicky, can I ask you a question?" Is that the first question that they get? Like that's it? They don't get to go anything after that?
1: No, people can. People can, you know, write me a real question that they have. Just assume that I'm there, and then I'm going to try to do my best to answer your questions about the job quest. You know and that I'll work with you on it. Um, You know, I don't, I don't sort of encourage people to send me their resume because that's more detailed. But if it's just a question about a particular meeting you have that's coming up or why you're not getting any meetings or how you're doing on meetings or anything, you know, how you should dress for such and such a job, you know, interview, anything like that, you know, reach out.
0: Perfect. All right, Vicky. Well, um, for us, one of the biggest ways that we grow is through word of mouth. And uh, the way I like to kind of capitalize on word of mouth power is through a video testimonial. So if there's someone who's thinking about coming on the podcast, or maybe a, an audience member who has never listened to the podcast, what would you say to them uh, to, about, about the Business Bros podcast?
1: I would say it's very high energy. It's really super fun. And you should just do it.
0: That's right. You should. By the way, one of my favorite brands of all times is Nike. That saying, just do it. I mean, that changed my life in so many ways because, you know, thinking about it, researching, paralysis of analysis, nothing ever happens until you go out and just do it. You go and take action. You fall on your face a little bit. You scrape your knees, you dust yourself off, but you're further ahead than you were when you first started. Vicky, uh you've been an amazing guest you're helping a lot of people get some gig work before we head out is there anything that maybe i didn't ask you or you wanted to share with the audience before we go
1: um i just wanted to share that i wish everybody well in terms of getting their jobs and their gigs and um reach out
0: boom there it is ladies and gents well, it is Friday, and if you're in San Diego today, you experienced one of our greatest heat waves. It was super hot today. I mean, like almost 100 degrees on the coast, which is not normal for us. Dry heat, though, for those of you on the East Coast. I'm sorry. It was still dry heat. Uh, but if you guys want to heat up your business, and you need to make some more content. And we're experts at making content you want to work with us because we're going to give you the energy that you need just like we did for vicky today if you're looking for some gig work make sure you check her out VickyOliver.com. VickyOliver.com. she's going to help you get prepared get the confidence that you need to go to that next level and if you're doing gig work if you're trying to promote yourself then you need to get some content made and you don't know where to start you don't know what questions to ask make sure you guys follow us Find us at businessbros.biz, businessbros.biz. We'd love to work with you, show you how we're making fun content uh, and and making behind the camera and behind the microphone a fun thing. Vicky, thank you very much for coming on the show. Really appreciate you being on and have a great rest of your weekend. Peace out, ladies and gents. We'll see you guys next week. Later. Thanks for watching the Business Bros. If you're ready to get more clients and want to work with the business bro, visit our website, www.businessbros.biz, and click on the Need More Customers button, or learn how to generate more referrals with our video testimonial packages. Go to www.businessbros.biz
1: and start getting more customers.